0: In the heart of a champion, there is a fire.
1: Right, the Code of Man podcast has returned. This is Mike Overtrek-Barnett along with Corey Easy Target Cantrell. Welcome back to the Code of Man.
0: Christ lives in the heart of a champion.
1: You know, it was 2015 when the Force reawakened. And we have chosen today, uh, May the 5th of 2023, to reawaken the Code of Man podcast. This day specifically because yesterday was May the 4th be with you, and today is Revenge of the 5th. That's exactly right. This is an epic time to be alive. And full disclosure, we changed up our plans because we were originally going to release a previously recorded episode that we had prepared. For our first time back, we'll share that one later on. But after we were doing this um, recording, I guess yesterday we were doing this. this the day, we were recording it on May the 4th because it was originally, part of it was used as a radio broadcast. Right. But we had our good friend Roland Napoleon with us to do the radio program, and we just kept it going. And, and so we got a, so much extra content that we just wanted to, we said, you know what, this has got to go in the Code of Man as a podcast. But it also needs to release on May the fifth. So all of a sudden there was this, ah, we got to get on this. Yep. So uh that's what we're doing today. It is uh our, our our theme, of course, as you've seen by the title is the return of the code, the revenge of the <laughs> fifth. And we we just looked into some of the lessons that you can glean from the Star Wars franchise. And we had a lot of fun with it. Like I said, our friend Roland Napoleon was here and there was some great insight. be honest with you. We didn't have enough time. No. Uh, as you said, after we got done recording, I think uh, we could we could do this for hours, or Absol- you could do this for hours. Absolutely. But I was reading this article as kind of a way of introducing today's uh, return to the Code, and though it's just Easy Target and I now, we do have Napoleon with us in the recording, although he was coming to us from a remote location into the undisclosed location. Yeah. George Lucas, in 1999, gave an interview with Time Magazine, and he was asked about you know, the Star Wars franchise, and in particular, in terms of the religious aspects of the movies. And here's what George Lucas said. I see Star Wars as taking all the issues that religion represents and trying to distill them down into a more modern and easily accessible construct. I put the force into the movie in order to try to awaken a certain kind of spirituality in young people. More a belief in God than a belief in any particular religious system. I wanted to make it so that young people would begin to ask questions about the mystery. And I, I just want to say, you succeeded, George. Yeah. You succeeded. Now, we will acknowledge George Lucas, is, um, he wasn't writing like a C.S. Lewis, but he did a, a very good job of bringing into the realm of public conversation the role of religion. And there's a lot of different religions that you could connect to, but as he said here, my point was just to get people talking. He forced conversations. No pun intended. Yeah. He forced conversations
2: that especially our movement was refusing to engage in. They were the, the questions were out there, but what he presented, we had to engage with it. We had to have those conversations because, to his point, our young people were asking questions.
1: I think uh, a lot of people are afraid to think in terms like this because we're insecure in our, our religion mm-hmm. or our faith. And I think largely we've been taught and trained to be that way. But what we're advocating is the the importance, the eternal value of truth, which belongs to God, but which can only be fully realized through Jesus Christ. But if I can learn to appreciate the beauty of other people's faith, even if it's not faith in Christ, I may be able to show them the part they're missing, which is Jesus. But In the end of it all, George Lucas was bringing in the beauty of religious faith and spirituality. But our goal, our role as followers of Jesus is how do we take that open door and redeem it for the cause of Christ? And one way to do that is not ignore it, bash it, defame it, but actually enter into it and say, look, this is where Jesus can be found. I think about
2: Paul on Mars Hill. He comes and They've got all of these different altars to all of these various gods, and they happen to have one tucked in the corner to the unknown god just in case we miss one. Paul doesn't go in and just drop the bomb of you bunch of heathen idolaters. He takes the open door that is presented and says, y'all are looking for something? Let me show you what you're looking for. And he presents Christ through the avenue that they had. This is a great open door for us to say there's splatterings of truth, allow us the opportunity to graciously and in love highlight the source of truth that you're looking for.
1: Well, let's bring Napoleon in and get right into this conversation and the fun that we had doing it. You know, today is a special day, all right? Can I just list it? Reason number one, numero uno. We have a special guest with us today, and his name is none other than Dr. Dean, sometimes known as Roland Napoleon Carmichael, and he's chiming in today via the World Wide Web yeah, I was going to say he's also known on this program as none other than our very own Deacon, oh, Deacon Dean. Dean. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant to say. Anyway, hello, Deacon Dean, and welcome. Hello, Deacon Dean.
3: Hello. Thank you for taking me off mute,
1: and it's an <laughs> honor to be here. So that's uh, numero uno. We've got Dean with us, and just for the listener know, he is coming through uh, via, what is it, Zoom or something? Yep. He is in a remote part of some unknown galaxy far, far away, but coming in via technology. From the Millennium Falcon. Oh, really? Well, so there's reason (laughs) number two it's a special day. Yesterday, you know, we celebrated May the 4th be with you. But today, friends, it is Revenge of the 5th. May the 5th. Otherwise known as Cinco de Mayo. Olay! But it is Revenge of the 5th. And the Empire is on the march. But never fear, ladies and gentlemen, I have brought from the farther reaches of the galaxy two of the greatest warriors of all time. We have Obi-Wan Napoleon Dean Kenobi, (laughs) who will be taking on today Anakin Easy Target I Wish I Was Taller Corey Cantrell. Skywalker. What a name. Republic Republic credits will be fine. (laughs) No, they (laughs) won't. (laughs) Now... We're we're gonna get to some biblical application today, which I'm I'm actually really excited about, and I'm looking forward to you guys being able to contribute to that, getting your thoughts on it. But before we do, before we do, on Friday Fun Day, we do a lot of fun things. Sometimes we have news of the weird. Uh, today we're gonna have trivia of the weird, but we're gonna have Star Wars trivia again between um, who we're calling Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. That would be Dean Carmichael and Corey Cantrell. It's
0: over Anakin. I have the high ground. You underestimate my power. Don't try it.
1: Well, there you have. They're already exchanging some small talk before the uh, trivia Spoiler.
2: (laughs) Spoiler alert, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I've
2: really been I figured there was coming some trivia on this today. I've kind of got a funny feeling that I already know how this is gonna end because. I wouldn't I wouldn't make any predictions just right yet. This could go either way. I'm really nervous about this one because this is, this is sort of like elf trivia. It's something that I feel like, man, I should really be able to hold my own in this, but there's a reason that I have been monikered as Anakin in this uh, dialogue between the two of us.
1: Well, yeah, because he wants to be Obi-Wan.
3: I have a very, very bad feeling about this.
1: <laughs> all right, well, here's the way this trivia works, and all you listeners can play along at home or in your car or on the job if nobody's looking... And uh, we, we have ten questions. They are all uh, multiple choice. I have one bonus question in case uh, we have a tie. Okay? okay. So if you get it right, here is what you will hear. That's the Jedi lightsaber. If you get it wrong, here is what you will hear. The Stormtrooper blaster. All right? Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to... Uh, We're going to let our guest go first today because that's the way we—that's our hospitality here. On all right, are you ready, Obi Wan?
3: Um, Of course, I know him. He's me. Yes, I'm
1: ready. Let's do it. Okay. Well, here we go. Here's question number one. What is Luke Skywalker's home planet? Is it Bespin, Alderaan, Naboo? (laughs) It's Tat. Naboo or Tatooine? Tatooine. Good job. That's that's a point to Obi Wan. All right, here we go. uh, Old Anakin. What color is Mace Windu's lightsaber? Purple. Ooh. Yeah. He didn't even hesitate. He didn't need the, the options. He didn't need the... That's confidence, Obi-Wan. He has confidence right now. He's got the high ground.
3: <laughs> you were my brother, Anakin.
1: <laughs> okay, here we go, Obi-Wan. In The Rise of Skywalker, Rey is revealed to be the granddaughter of which Star Wars character? Obi-Wan Kenobi? Darth Vader? Darth Maul? Or Emperor Palpatine? Oh, man. Um, I You know, full disclosure, I haven't
3: even seen that garbage. I guess I'll go with D.
1: <laughs> Emperor Palpatine?
3: Yeah. That is correct. You know, that stuff is so predictable. Garbage movies. Absolute garbage. Uncivilized, Anakin. Very uncivilized.
1: Why don't you just tell us what you really feel? Well, I- before he gets carried away. <laughs> all right. Uh, question number four to Anakin is now two to one. What message does Princess Leia send to Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope? For now, crying out loud. Now, you got to get it exactly way, but right. I wanna, I wanna, it. Yeah, Do I, you want to get it without the options? I feel like
2: it would be unwise for me, too, because I want to make sure the exact wording. Okay, well. Ah, very smart.
3: I, I like that pun. Very unwise. Very good.
1: Help yeah. me, Obi-Wan. I need you now. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. The galaxy needs you. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. The last one. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That is correct. He didn't even fall for the little trickery I threw in there. You know,
3: I could see Easy Target's face with those little Leia buns on the side of his head when he said it. What in the world? That's like really derogatory. Speaking of Leia like the, Buns. Like the white gown, the white gown and everything. Speaking speaking of
1: Leia buns, which he <laughs> he is kind of right with those headphones on. I can see where he's going. You ain't anyway, good, word. Man. So mm. why does Princess Leia this is this little news of the weird tidbit trivia stuff you don't know that I have behind the scenes info on? Oh. Why does Princess Leia keep her hair tied up in buns? So it would fit in the helmet? So it doesn't hang so low. Uh, <laughs> Where's our laugh guy? I didn't have that pulled up. Okay, oh, you're, like, you're gonna need the laugh guy today. Oh. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> there we there he was. Okay, back to you, Anakin. Anakin. Uh, I mean uh, Obi Wan. Who built C3PO? Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, Han Solo, or it, Bail it's Organa? Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Man, you guys are getting them all right. Uh, right now, We're I'm nerds. just I'm just cheering have for somebody you not to miss that? one. <laughs> Geek.
3: Yeah, we're nerds. No, he's a geek. All You're a nerd. Stars.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got a geek and a nerd. All right. Uh, oh. On which? Oh, back to you, uh, back geek. To me. On which planet did Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala first meet? Naboo, Yavin, Tatooine, Corillia, Tatooine. Man, I thought that would get him. Nah. Did you hear that? Episode one. Come he on, was... that's easy stuff. He's got it. Okay, back to Obi Wan. I have a worthy. I have a
3: worthy opponent. I'm <laughs> proud of my Padawan. <laughs>
1: Padawan. Huh. Anyway, uh, around how old? Oh, this is you, Obi Wan. Around how old is Yoda when he trains Luke Skywalker in The Empire Strikes Back? Ooh, is he nine hundred years, five hundred years, three hundred years, one hundred years?
3: Ah, uh, I'm going to go with a nine hundred years.
1: Nine hundred years old, you reach look <laughs> as good. You will not <laughs> very old. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, Anakin, which characters escape Jakku aboard the Millennium Falcon in The Force Awakens? Oh, you want some options? I do, because I know some of them. I want to make sure I get all of them. By the way, I did all this, and I missed like five of these. So you guys are already... uh... Well, real
3: Star Wars fans don't know much about those sequels. So good luck. I missed this one, just for the
1: record. So was it Rey, Poe, and C-3PO? Was it Finn, Chewbacca, and R2-D2? Rey, Finn, and BB-8? Or Rey, Han Solo, and BB-8? It was Ray, Finn, and BB-8. By George C. Scott, he got it again. Excellent. Speaking of that, is BB hungry? No, BB-8. <laughs> oh, oh <goodness>. my. <laughs> say one,
3: two, R4. Three, three. That's who he is. He's R4 in this scenario. <laughs> Nobody's missed
1: right. one yet. This is crazy. All right, here we go, uh, Obi-Wan. How old was Padme Amadala when she was elected queen of Naboo was she 20 16 17 or 14
3: Ooh, yeah. well
1: Natalie Portman was 15 at the
3: time but I can't remember I want to say uh let's go with 16 yeah he missed one Woo! Uh,
0: I'm was sorry I'm 14 sorry.
1: yeah it was 14 <laughs> Dad, Vernon. Mm. So now, now Anakin, and the only reason I'm cheering, folks, is I was just thinking somebody ought to miss something. Yeah, it's 14. So now Anakin has taken the lead, the high ground. Huzzah! And it's his question. All this right. is this right here could be the nail in the proverbial coffin. It could be. Ask,
3: ask him about sand, will you? Ask him, <laughs> him what he feels about
1: sand. Oh, well, let me tell you this, Obi-Wan. He drew the hardest question of them all. Here oh, it comes. Boy. All right. What was Finn's stormtrooper codename in The Force Awakens? Oh man. Yeah, tough one. All it? right, all right. Well, wait a minute. Now you do have multiple choice just oh, to be yes, clear. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Okay, so here they are. Was it FN-3276, FN-2187, FN-2909, FN3478, F- FN2187. Goodness. The guy's a Jedi master. He, he I Ladies am beyond and gentlemen, proud. Anakin. Anakin has taken the victory over Obi Wan. Woo! High ground again. Oh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Rounds of applause. Anakin Skywalker, otherwise known as Corey Cantrell, has finally won another trivia. It's a rarity for old Anakin. This is not a. uh, This is not normal territory. But yeah, he doesn't know what to do with the victory. I'll take it. So uh, thanks for playing though. We've got some uh, parting gifts for Obi Wan. I'm just not sure what they are. Oh, yeah, but we'll come up with something. Hey, speaking of that, well, by the way, did you fellas know? Do you have any idea? Just a little ongoing trivia. Now this is this isn't this is real stuff. Do you know where Luke got his cybernetic hand? I do not. It was the second hand store? My goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I know Mother's Day's just around the corner, but do you know uh where Princess Leia shopped for Father's Day? Uh I do not. At the Darth Mall. <laughs> <coughs> speaking of love, speaking of love, why couldn't Luke find love? I don't know. He was looking in all Duron places. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I> w-
1: <laughs> I was thinking something in all the wrong places, but I just I couldn't think of the
2: pun. Man, that's good. Oh.
1: I'm gonna use that one later. Today, even. Oh God. yes, sir. What did the dentist say to Luke Skywalker? I don't know. May the floss be with you.
3: Uh, oh, okay. oh, okay. oh okay. I can't okay. even play that. That there. was like that... a bad grandma joke. <laughs> the 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 Alderaan <laughs> one was way <laughs> better. How do you do that laugh? <laughs>
1: okay, okay. Enough of that nonsense. <laughs> Uh, speaking of snacks, uh, speaking of st- what Star Wars character sells hot dogs? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Chewbacca? Uh, Admiral Snack Bar. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. It's a trap. Now, It's a wrap. <laughs> uh, we've gone way over time on the fun part. But uh, we've got to give due to one of the people we're going to have to talk about in the serious part where we make application. We've got to give Darth Vader his due. You cannot talk about Star Wars and not talk about Darth Vader, who, by the way, happens to be in the room with us. Yes. How are you doing, yes, Anakin. Darth? Spoiler alert. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, thank you, Darth. Thank you. Mm. Uh, just. Uh, hey, uh, why, does Darth, why was Darth Vader so bad at sports? I don't know. He always choked. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. Hey. Hang on. I... He's in Good the room here God. with us. I can't even I can't even laugh with that one because no. because that is a I'm wearing burn. a collared no shirt. Pun
1: yeah, because if you do, you know what goes ha 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 ha! An imperial officer laughing at Darth Vader. <laughs> oh boy! Now you also can't talk Star Wars without a little bit of droid recognition because the only two characters in every Star Wars movie are who. There's only one. R two D 2 I'm pretty sure it's oh, C-3PO. C-3PO. Is the yeah, only C-3PO. one that's in all nine. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. So R2's yeah. not in all the newest ones. Yeah, there's one of them that he's not in. Well, with that he being makes, said. He makes like a cameo, right? What so. do you call an invisible droid? I don't know. C-3PO. <laughs> don't laugh at that. That's not funny. Which website did Chewbacca get arrested for creating? I don't know. Wookiee Leaks.
0: Oh, I guess. Oh, wow. Man. That
1: was dead silence. Okay, last one. Last one. What it took you... a
3: minute with that one, but yeah.
1: What do you call five Siths piled on top of a lightsaber? A Sith kebab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough of that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for the uh, Star Wars trivia and fun time, and you're probably glad. But those of you that are excited about it, you you enjoyed that. No doubt about it.
2: I'm sending the link to this episode to my brother. He I'm may s- never listen to another one of our episodes, but he'll listen to this
1: one. Well, I've got a, I've got a friend. I've uh, mentioned him before, either on the podcast or Radio 1. Uh, my, my friend, uh, Locke Milholland, who lives in Raleigh, uh, he and I were Star Wars fans together as uh, when we were in high school and all that, and we actually, when the when the re-released original three came out uh-huh. back in the nineties, what is that, ninety eight, yeah, ninety nine? Like yeah, we went and saw those. Uh, actually, it would have been more like, 96, oh, 90, like 97. Yeah, they came yeah. out on video in like ninety six. Yeah, so, been, so we went. Yeah. To the, we went to the theater and saw the original Star Wars in the theater. In the late '90s, which Sweet. Uh, all right. So let's let's transition now to talking about uh, this. Let's make some spiritual application. But I asked you guys to think about this when you when you think about Star Wars and and watching uh, these series of movies. What are some spiritual applications or some lessons that can be gleaned from? What are without doubt and without question classic movies that I mean every generation loves Star Wars. Yeah. I, again, I was with the kindergartners today; they love it. They love Star Wars. It has a universal appeal. And at least I think to this point and I haven't seen all the new like episode releases on all the shows Disney and all that, but at least up to this point they're also very family friendly. I mean, you can you can watch these with your children. And so if we if we're doing that per se, how would we how would we take the stories of Star Wars and teach spiritual things to our children? And when I ask that question, what are some things that come to your mind, either some scriptures or some uh, spiritual truths that you thought about? Mine immediately that I have always appreciated about it so much is that,
2: you know, we talked a little bit briefly yesterday about, you know, the force and kind of explained that a little bit about how it was the, the empowering substance throughout all of the galaxy. The, the big thing with it is it doesn't matter the physical properties of an individual they can do great and awesome things just by channeling the force through them. You know, you've got little old Yoda that hops around on his cane and is this teeny tiny thing, yet, but by using the force, is this extremely powerful person. And if we take that in a spiritual application, there's absolutely no person, physical handicap, gender, age, anything like that. When we completely yield ourselves to the working of the spirit within us, we can do magnificent things.
1: That, that is one of the things I had wrote down, or, or it ties in with that, because the extraordinary that can come out of the ordinary. Right. And you think about my example was Tatooine, right? So this is this, like, desert wasteland. But that's where you get some of your main characters, Luke and Anakin. Uh, that's where you find Obi-Wan hiding out. That's where Han Solo's hanging out. And so a lot of your main characters come from this, this wasteland. And I think about in John 1 when Jesus is being introduced and people are starting to talk about, hey, he's come, the Messiah is here. Nathaniel says in John one forty six, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? To which Philip replies and says, come and see. And that's kind of that idea of out of the places that the world would say, nothing good can come from that. Look at that person. And then, you know, the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 1, uh, that, that great passage, verse 25 to 29, talks about the, how the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And he says, you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And uh, that that's what you're talking about. It's when we let the power of God come in us, the life of Christ, the Spirit of God empower us, that we can do great things for Him. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, so definitely the... Uh two things. The first one, I'm just piggybacking on what both of y'all said about the extraordinary coming out of the ordinary. I mean, thinking of the book of Judges with Gideon and Othniel and and thinking of other Old Testament stories with David and just how throughout the Bible, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And then the other thing I was thinking about was my guy, Obi-Wan, and uh, the verse, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Throughout the entire series, you see Obi-Wan as somebody who's constantly having to adapt and overcome and be that good soldier and be that leader uh, that so many people look up to. And we can take so much of that with the Christian life as an individual who has to endure hardness and overcome certain obstacles uh but you you see him when the jedi's in power but you also see him when the jedi's banished but he's still doing what he was tasked to do so that's mm-hmm. kind of my main takeaway
1: you've got the whole uh, aspect too of and i'll combine two thoughts like discipleship you know because again as you've mentioned obi-wan kenobi he was a mentor to luke later on yoda becomes the mentor to luke as luke is progressing in his growth mm-hmm. to learn quote the ways of the force and and discipleship and and having people in our life that can mentor us is a major part of our spiritual life and spiritual transformation the fellowship is another thing okay we we talk about the fellowship of the ring that tolkien gives us but you know uh, old george lucas gave us a fellowship too when you put together these unlikely collection Han and Chewie and Leia and Luke and Obi-Wan, but they together are able to accomplish the mission, and they prove and they demonstrate how we need each other's yes. help. I think another point that I like to focus on is it doesn't
2: matter what your backstory is or even what the choices that you've made are. Nobody is bound by you know their previous choices. Redemption is always possible. And obviously, you see that so much with Darth Vader, I mean, who was... Anakin, the the child of promise, you know he. Oh man, that guy's gonna do something great for the world, and then goes down this horrible path, yet redeems himself at the end. But even in the newer three, but one of the things that I did like was Finn, who is one of the main characters, is not force sensitive, doesn't have that super deep connection. Was a stormtrooper that basically took out the garbage. He was in the sanitation department but witnesses the atrocity of what he has been serving and says, i got to get out of this. I'm working for this first order that is evil and it's ruthless, and I don't want to be a part of this, and I don't want to be bound by this. And so he chooses to leave. And those three movies are basically, one of the storylines is his development in being just a number for evil and then now choosing to follow the right path and his growth process as well. So I like that you see that nobody is determined to follow that path. Redemption is available for all, and
1: we can allow our life to matter. That is such a major theme throughout these movies. But in the Bible, remember the, the scene where Jesus says to Peter, Satan hath desired to sift thee, yep. but I have prayed for thee. When thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And yes. Peter, though it's for like a moment in time, related to Darth Vader, you know, compared, uh, he, he does go down. He falls. He fails but there is redemption and that redemption is in the work of Christ you know well the redemption in in invader was because that the force has light the force has goodness and it was still inside of him even though he had been lured to the dark side yeah, yeah well speaking of redemption
3: my, the the biggest example i can think of is han solo because he uses his talents for himself And it gets him in a lot of trouble, and it gets him in a mess. But when he uses his talents for good, he is able to really help the rebels uh, defeat the enemy. So I think it's just how we make our own bad decisions. But when we turn from that and use our talents for good, God blesses that.
1: And you're mentioning Han Solo takes me to another one of the things I put down, which was the the, uh, idea of evangelism. And credit to where it's due. It was actually the uh, Easy Today Anakin, old yep. Anakin over here that said uh, yesterday. He talked about how you know Han Solo was sort of invited into. He, you may, here's what it was. You made the comment. You said he didn't really believe that religious right. force stuff, but he was the one that actually said, "May the force be with you." And I was just thinking through this through those movies. You know, he he kind of gets converted himself, yep. and that teaches yeah. us that that bringing the message of the gospel to people. There are people out there who at first may be resistant to it, but they're going to be won over when they see the truth and the light that shines through our faithfulness.
2: Yeah, reemphasizes the importance of of just living out what we believe. I think there's also a good word of caution through the Star Wars movies. You see a lot of the Jedis that went like what we would consider the ultra-religious, almost like Pharisee route, like they got to where they were, they were so far away that they weren't connecting with the regular people. And it was it was this kind of like spooky, mystical, shrouded in mystery thing. And then you had the Obi-Wans and even the Yodas, but especially the Lukes, and some of those that it was real to them because they had experienced it, but you could sit down and converse with them about it. They weren't cloak and dagger and some kind of like... Oh, okay that's some that's you know for the elite but it was listen we're all impacted by the force it's in all of us some of us have just learned how to utilize it better and the same is true as as believers as those that should be the most filled with the spirit of god we don't go around as elitist or lifting up ourselves to be anything great we're just developing a relationship with the same Spirit of God that is available to everybody and our life should be lived in such a way that invites others into that path as well.
1: Well that Jedi order and the practices of the Jedi can also be the way of looking at just the whole idea of holiness. Mm -hmm. So holiness to your point versus a false piety or a the holier than thou. People are familiar with that term but there is a genuine holiness when the life of god permeates every part of who we are and that's what obi-wan's trying to teach you know to luke and and get him to, and and yoda's trying to teach that to luke and that's and we could think of that as the way the way of I, they even maybe use that term right the way of the force or something
2: well you get the term this is the way but that's more mandalorian stuff which is oh. a different conversation than jedi
3: yeah and, and also when things went south talking about the the more pious um, Pharisee type Jedis versus the ones who actually had more power and were more practical and could relate and had better relationships with other folks. When things went south, those more pie in the sky type the they, they didn't last long. they, they just um, they weren't they weren't resilient enough to overcome the enemy unlike Obi-Wan, Luke and Yoda
1: the last thing i'll mention as far as a lesson learned and applied and i think this one is a theme that you see throughout the series and that's self-sacrifice which we could we could also say is like agape love greater love hath no man than this that he lay down his life for his friends and jesus even says in john 12 24 verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit and you just think about through the series there is, like, the moment where Darth Vader gives himself up uh, in order to save Luke. And um, what's the name of the character in the, one of the, the new—it one of the, it wasn't one of the, like, series, but remember at the end of Rogue One, the character's name, uh, Jen Erso, mm-hmm. and really ends up— and who's the guy with her?
2: Oh man, none of
1: us know those well enough to be able to name it. But anyway, her and the guy that helps her, they end up sacrificing themselves, but ultimately it was right. for the salvation or saving the lives of, you know, all those people. So that that lesson is there to teach, you know, to our children and to speak about with one another that, you know, this is the greatest act of love that we can do. It's what Jesus did for us on the cross. And to build off that point of that
2: self-sacrifice, one of the other things that the movies do such a good job of of teaching and exemplifying is when we take that sacrificial path, when we live for something greater than ourselves. So to make our application, when we yield our life to Christ, live for Him. You literally see the um, if a man loves his life, he'll lose it. But if he hates him, if he hates his life, he'll he'll gain it to life everlasting. Think about what Obi Wan says in A New Hope: "Strike me down, and I'll become more powerful than you ever imagined." And you see this theme replaying over and over. That to the to those that are on the path of the light, that have yielded themselves to following righteousness, there is no end. They continue to exist. They continue to to live forever. That's what we look for. We're not. We don't have to preserve our life. We can live sacrificially because we know we're going to continue on in a far greater um, state of existence. When this life ceases, we'll go into something far greater later on. Obi- it
3: practically uh, took the words out of my mouth there. Um, the Force is strong with this one. Oh, but I was yes. going to say the same thing with Qui-Gon, right? Yes. Qui-Gon Jin did the same thing, and which in turn really impacted Obi-Wan. We saw a shift in that character. And then, of course, he would later do it for Luke, which was the foundation of,
1: of, of his
3: growth as well.
1: All right, so I got one last thing to ask you, okay? I want you to give me... Two or three of your favorite lines from the Star Wars movie.
2: Hands down, my absolute favorite line is from Yoda, where he looks at Luke and he says, do or do not, there is no try.
3: No, 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 you have to do it in the voice. I
2: can't. Do or do, do, do not.
3: not, there is no try.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> or do not, it was, there is no try.
1: It was stereo there. <laughs> yeah, oh, by the way, that's one of, at least for me, a often misappropriated quote or misapplied quote. Over the years, I've quoted that a lot, and sometimes it's been in my brain that that's Miyagi that says that to Daniel. Ah. Nope. Yeah. Huh. Do or do not. There is no try. Nope. It's Yoda. But Yoda, Miyagi. There's some similarities. Hey, another misapplied quote or misquoted quote, Luke. I am your father. Yes, that is that has uh, got to be the. That uh, sounded
3: like Yoda.
1: <laughs> that was that, Darth Vader with a horse throat.
2: That has to be the most misquoted line in all of Star Wars canon. For anybody out there that cares, the line is actually No, I, I am, am
1: your father. Your father. Yes. That's
2: impossible.
1: <laughs> you know, you are like a Luke Skywalker kind of character. He is. He really I gotta is. Tell you. You got That's one for one. us. You got one for
3: uh, us, Obi One. A, a cup. Well, you know, Han Solo, really, A New Hope. I mean, that he really takes that movie. The, but at the very end, I think uh, when he when he jumps in and saves Luke's life and does the Yahoo, let's blow this thing and go home. <laughs> okay, kid, let's blow this thing and go home. Oh, my goodness, that gets me every time because, it—that you know, we didn't have all that other Star Wars stuff, right? I mean, that is your first, if if you're watching them the way you should watch them, if parents are raising their children the way they should, (laughs) that's the first movie that you see. And you get so close to those characters and you think he's gone, like you think he's done. But then he jumps in and saves the day and right after Darth Vader says, I have you have you now.
1: Why you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who,
3: Who are you scruffy
1: calling scruffy-looking? Scruffy <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we've just about run out of time. There are a lot of great quotes. I have several in front of me, and uh, there's actually some really good ones that would fit into the serious discussion. Like, when you think about the wisdom, Scripture teaches us the importance of wisdom. How about this line from Qui-Gon Jinn? The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Mm-hmm. Or, how about this from Yoda? Difficult to see. Always
2: emotion
1: is the future.
2: I didn't know Grover was in Star Wars. It was like a little bit of
3: Spiegel in there. Super Grover!
1: Yeah, everybody's making fun of me. I'm putting myself out there, and everybody's making me feel bad. And so now I just got to go somewhere in a hole and recover.
3: Kind of like Yoda. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, as Yoda said, in a dark place we find ourselves, and a little more knowledge lights our way. I would have done it in Yoda's voice, but apparently I have not a good one.
3: You're known for that. You know, impersonate one guy and sound like another. Hey, yo. Hey,
1: yo, Cunningham. (laughs) Hey, yo, Adrian. No, wrong movie. All right, well, we appreciate everybody listening. We hope you've enjoyed it and uh, had a great time with us on this special edition episode. And We look forward to being back with you next time. So, uh, hey, parting words from either of our warriors, by the way. It's
0: over, Anakin. I have the high ground. You underestimate my power. do will nope. try it.
1: Okay, that's it. Okay, so any real last words Just before remember, we go? The Force
3: will be with you. Oh, that blesses me. That blesses me. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.
0: heart of a champion